Hey. Hey, good people. This is Ashley. I'm Rashina. Welcome back to Jesus Business and Culture. Listen. We are fresh off a little mini vacation. Yep. Had so much fun in Cancun. Both Maybe. a little sunburned. Probably need a little bit of rest, but we wanted to talk to you guys. So here we are. Shina, did you enjoy your trip? I did. Um, it was just the right amount of time. Just a couple of days to get away, um, decompress, just sit back, relax, enjoy. Relax. That was your moment. <laughs> I thought you were gonna sing a song. Uh, I know it's a it's a little it's a little you know a little sadness going around right now. You know, so that's valid. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll 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 pick it up. That's fair. You're yeah, going to sing a little bit in a little yeah. as we get deeper into the podcast. Maybe, hopefully. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how I feel. So we're going to start like we always do with a worship song of the week. Yeah. What you got? What do I have? Um, I have um, William McDowell, The Cry. Um, and basically, it's, I'm, I mean, I've been singing this uh, for a little while since his album dropped. Um, it's actually called The Cry. And it's basically a, a call for his local church, for the local body. But um, one thing that it says over and over again is we won't stop until we see it. And for me, with my word being focused for the year, I'm just really focusing on like not stopping until I see it. And whatever that may be, it could be, you know, with some of it, it's salvation for my family. It's finding a husband or him finding me. Because he who finds a But you have to glean, though, a little I gotta bit. Glean. I'm got to glean. I'm working on my gleaning, okay? I'm working on it. Um, you know, I don't know where I'm going to glean at in Orlando, Florida, with, you know, it's just been bars. And then Help, Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, we're working on it. But just, just a, a reminder and a simple reminder of just we won't stop until we see it. Like, that part of the bridge just... Uh, it just really does something to me because it's just repetitive and I really don't I normally don't like repetitive songs but this one I was like okay and it's uh, and then it goes into we want we want to see hearts on fire with burning desire for you broken chains healing all over this room revival you hear our cry and so you know just the things that you're crying out to God about like yeah, just sticking with it. Stay steadfast in what you are believing for. Uh, make sure that it's in His will and that you're after His heart and His will and not your own. Um, and just keep keep going and don't stop until you see it. Don't stop till you get it up. Not the song. That's not the song. So random. I don't know why you I did know. that. That was funny. No, I'm just I'm forcing it. That was funny. I'm I thought you. Why didn't you sing the actual song? We won't stop until we see it. Three parts. We won't stop until we see it. She says three parts, but I can't hold it. I have to just like nod and be like, you're doing great. You're killing it. <laughs> I don't have it. Uh, Ashley, pick my, it up. Pick it up. My worship song of the week is probably one that you don't know. Um, it is called Though You Slay no Me. Way. Yes. I know all worship songs. Okay. So this this is, is not a song that I think you've listened to. So you've. You've been selfish and not sharing with Not me. true. I'm very, fairly confident this is probably on a um, Spotify list that we had years ago, but you've stopped giving me access to add songs because I add songs that you don't really like go with the flow of your list. Did I add it? Did you add it? I'm sure I did. We'll check, we'll check the receipts. What's we'll the do song? a fact check. It's What's called the song? Though You Slay Me. Though You 
It's not how it goes. Um, and it's by Shane and Shane, and it's off the Bible verse Job um, thirteen fifteen. I'm gonna make sure I have it up. And it says, "Though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face." And I just really like this song because one, it's based on the on the Bible, which is the truth, and it just talks about like though you know you walk through things, though you know though you slay me, like I still I will trust you, and still I will walk with you, and. I just really like it. There's a Desiring God blog that went th- that went with it, and it was just like when I lo- when that song first came out, I really enjoyed it, and you know I've been going back through and listening to worship songs from years ago, and just really enjoying it. So, though you slay me, Shane and Shane, um, it's a good song, and I love it, and we'll play it maybe in our stories this week so that you guys can hear it, since I'm the only one who's heard it apparently. Oh, will we? Yeah, I mean Sheena will do it. She's the marketer. I have it. No, I have to find it on the story. Oh, okay. I'll I'll do it. You, is that what you're saying? No, it may not be available. I'm sure it is. You know, the Instagram be tripping sometimes. Yeah, they're very serious about the royalties and stuff. But yeah. those are our worship songs. Two very different genres of Christian slash gospel music. Go that. Now I gotta go listen to it. I mean, I feel like we've I I couldn't pick any more Travis Green because though he is killing it in the game right now, I just I think we've had. In the let's call it six weeks we've been doing this, Travis Green has been mentioned five and a half of them. So well, he's killing the game. He is. I'm not mad at it. We like Travis Green. We try to consider him a brother. Yep. So what are we talking about today? Man, my heart is broken. Yeah, super sad. Yeah, man. Um, yesterday while we were in uh, Mexico, um, we got the news while we were uh, at lunch. And it was the TMZ report that uh, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, had died in a in a helicopter crash, and I think we scrolled in silence for the next until we left, basically. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I, I don't think that there's any athlete, celebrity, or any moment that I can remember in my adult life that like. I feel like this many people grieved in this way. Um, I mean, obviously, there were nine people on the helicopter ride total. Right. So several families who are never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the timing was challenging. Not that there's ever a good time to lose somebody so young. Obviously, there was children on that helicopter ride. Um, I'm actually saying a lot of ums, I think, because like I'm still pretty like shaken up by the whole thing. And I have no words i'm just heartbroken for their all the families who are involved all the people who knew him personally all the people who are impacted by his drive and his passion and how he challenged people to be better the father that he was um it's it's the the nba has had a really hard couple of months when losing david stern and then lebron's quick you know passes kobe and it's you know sort of physically talking about passing the torch and it just feels very eerie to know that you know the torch torch had been passed just moments you know a few hours before then for him to lose his life in a way that he's traveled a probably a million times over the last 20 years and really really praying for his family his wife and his three surviving daughters you know everybody close to him and also those families who lost loved ones as well it's just it's really devastating and really hard to even kind of wrap your brain and in this moment it's like you realize how fragile life is right um i will be the first to admit that i wasn't a huge 
Kobe Bryant fan growing up. Like, I respected his game. Like, respected him. Some of his games, I was like, bro, what are you doing? I still mm-hmm. go back to that playoff game against the Phoenix Suns where um, the, the game before, they were like, Kobe shooting too much, Kobe shooting too much. And then he didn't shoot any for the second half. I, that that right there as a competitor and as an athlete, I was like really upset with him about. Um, but he definitely uh, redeemed himself several different times. But those those type of that type of pettiness that Kobe had, um, and just even some of the uh, the stories from players um, that you know some of the players and ex teammates they've been tweeting about and then talking about the stories, and he was just petty. He was petty. Yeah, I mean he's he's petty. Um, I think he's evolved so much, though. Of course, I know, but I'm I'm speaking from like my reasons why I wasn't a big Kobe fan. Mm, yeah, you know, but I respected what he was doing in basketball and on the court. Um, I was actually more of a retired Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just how you were saying that he evolved. Um, just seeing what he was doing uh, post-retirement, just like uh, being a, a, a mentor to some of these young guys, the father that he um, was in that from, you know, just from the outside looking in, like how he was a great father, an amazing father to his daughters. And, you know, he redeemed himself, seemed like even with his wife to be a, a great husband as well. Um, just some of the things that he was doing, the, the Dear Basketball, winning an Oscar um, on his, one of his first projects. Um, I was a huge fan. I remember uh, he came out with his beard one day, and I was like, I'm like, I am a fan of retired Kobe. I am a super fan of him. Um, just to see him demonstrate what more than an athlete. Like, he... Like, I, I can really say that he is, like, the picture of more than an athlete right now. Yeah, I mean, he spoke, like, six languages. I mean, Luka Doncic said that, like, he was sitting there playing on the sideline and somebody was speaking to him in his native language and he turned around and it was Kobe Bryant. Like, to think about those kids, the Trey Youngs of the world, you know, the Austin Rivers of the world who were just devastated they grew up watching this player he became a mentor to them he gave back in such a significant way i mean we can talk about how he gave back to the women's game both women's basketball and women's soccer like we sometimes like now that you know at the point in his life that he passed away he was spending a lot of time supporting women's basketball because of his daughter who was a tremendous basketball player and very passionate about basketball but even before then he was a big supporter of women's soccer he was mm-hmm. very visible at um the u.s national with the u.s national team and i just as a as a as a girl who really is loved by her father and really loves her father like i cried on the phone with my dad today and my dad cried on the phone today i think it made us all realize just how fragile life is kobe is the exact same age as my middle brother mm-hmm. and just to think like he's so young mm-hmm. Um, and I can't imagine the grief that his wife feels and his daughter feels, and he's got a daughter young enough that won't know him. Um, I just, there's just a lot of grief, even in the office today. You know, I work, we both work in sports and entertainment and the students at my, at the program were just like, they spent the first 20 minutes of class talking about like 
grief and what it means to lose an iconic sports player and person and exactly you know the things like should the nba be like providing like grief counseling for everybody because these men that you think are superhuman that tyson chandler and lebron and Dwayne wade like visibly crying visibly shaking um it puts it into perspective that there's so much more than basketball so yeah um i i you basically summed it up um i have no words for it um i definitely sat and thought about just uh can only imagine the moments even on the helicopter like as this is happening um and how he you can tell like he and Gigi's relationship were just like they it was it was just an unbreakable bond that they were forming and that that had developed from their love of the game and the the meme that's going around or the video that's going around where he's like whispering something and talking breaking down the breaking game breaking down the game but like she finishes his sentence and I was like man that's been a meme that's like people have like laughed about and like talk about and you don't pass the ball right there <laughs> you know and mm. stuff like that and but just to see it from a different perspective now and seeing like oh man like she was like really learning from him and he was exposing her and you know just not even to the men's game but to the women's game like i think he they said that he hardly ever missed a um a la sparks game you know taking her to those games and things like that and just i i don't know i'm probably rambling right now um but it definitely puts things in per, into perspective of just like each day is in promise you know um for people like you love tell them if you've been thinking about sending a text or calling somebody do it um because life it can it can end at any second off in off something normal something totally normal like him traveling on the helicopter was normal that's what they everyday thing every day um that was a normal thing normal means of transportation for them and um yeah uh like you said like to see these guys going around like the images of these players these big six seven foot feet tall athletes just like sobbing while shooting basketball and playing basketball like it it was heartbreaking uh to see that and it's like an endless scroll his impact and i know it's social media but like his impact is so big because it's like an endless scroll of just like kobe Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think you mentioned that like the lakers and the clippers are supposed to play tomorrow night wednesday night Mm -hmm. right not so not tomorrow wednesday night Mm -hmm. and they've canceled the game what do you think about that um you know people were calling for the nba to cancel games yesterday like how dare you these men are grieving um but at the end of the day it's a business it's jobs um if i if something happened to me unfortunately like the the office isn't gonna close you know what i mean and it's unfortunate and i know that it's more private and all of that but like the logistics of that 
uh, on the day of it's just and I can only imagine that that's a nightmare um, to deal with from a building security and all of that standpoint um, the Clippers and the Lakers that's a whole other can of worms just because it's both of them are they play in the Staples Center it's like flip a coin and I'm the home team um, but the impact and the the heaviness probably around that stadium around inside and outside like I could even see that being even more of a logistical nightmare um, just because it's the Lakers and the Clippers um, and people gathering outside and things like that like I think that that was the right call um, those players are directly impacted yeah you know they're there they're in the city they've touched him and been in his presence you know probably multiple times probably probably on a weekly basis you know um i think that that was the right call um for that game for the games on sunday that's that's too close that's too close yeah, I think you're spot on with all the logistical things. I think, obviously, I didn't know Kobe or Gianna personally, but I think they would have wanted the players to play as hard as it was, as unspeakable as that was. And I can't imagine the pain that they're going through. Like, as a regular person, no personal connection to Kobe. Like, I feel, I feel really, I couldn't even watch SportsCenter this morning, but I think Kobe would have wanted them to play. I think Gianna would have wanted them to play. Um, fierce competitors fierce competitors so i i mean kudos to those men kudos to those referees kudos to the broadcasters who are just trying to do their job and grieving through that as well um i was really impressed by the coming together the 24 second violations Mm -hmm. the eight um backcourt violation eight second backcourt violation and trey young changing his jersey to wear eight because he loved Kobe, and he was Gianna's favorite player. Like there was just a lot of things that and he, he hit twenty four shots, and so did Devin Booker. Which um, is crazy, yeah, you know. So it just, I think they took twenty four shots and combined for eighty one points. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, that's, I just, that's about right. I think it speaks to just like leaving a legacy and like how do you live your life that like you could be that you would be there would be that much of an impact for you to be gone. I think they even said that like they're playing his final game on ESPN tonight. And yeah. And it's in his final game. And Mamba out. Yeah. So we just, I mean, like we felt like, you know, we were, when we talk about culture, sports is a big part of who we are. We couldn't record tonight as planned without talking about the impact that losing the legend that is Kobe Bryant and obviously his daughter and all the others who perished on that helicopter ride. We couldn't really not speak about it. It's We want to be respectful um, of what's going on, of the people who are grieving in a, in a way that's cl- much closer than, you know, how we're impacted. But mm-hmm. I think this is another, like, really important time to just talk about, like, mental health and therapy. And there's no shame in grief and there's no nothing to be hidden or ashamed of when it comes to grieving properly i think if there's one thing one of many but one of the many things we can take away from watching these athletes grieve is that like 
they grieve. They're not superhuman in the way that we think they are and the way that we try to portray them as these superhuman athletes. They are those things, but they're also humans. They're fathers, they're sons, they're brothers, they're uncles, they're friends. And the NBA and the sports world and just society in general lost a great one um, on Sunday and many others who perished with him. Yeah, and um, I think the things that he's done, his legacy, um, uh, it's going to live on for a long time. Um, You have some great players who basically learn the game from him. Like just shoot, like we were talking yesterday about like anytime you shot some shot something in like a, a in the trash can, Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, gotta bring that back. Gotta bring that back. Well, I don't think it ever went away, but I think we gotta keep it going yeah, for keep, sure. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kobe. Um, but you know, just speaking from a, um, just even mental health, um, and all of that, but transitioning to the journalistic integrity that happened or the integrity not the integrity no that's right journalistic integrity i'm not editing any of this by the way you're just gonna let it, you're gonna let it flow <laughs> i'm just gonna let it flow um it's 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 all about the raw emotions right like that was learning that was a raw like emotional moment you know, like I, there were, I was looking through and scrolling through and I'm not even a crier, but I'm like sitting there like trying, like holding back tears because of just like that impact. You're like, no, like Kobe's supposed to live forever. At least until he's 106. Right. Right. And I think. Like um, Bill Russell. I think Lamar Odom, when he even put out there, he was like, you're the guy that's supposed to live forever. I swear. Like when I saw that, like you're supposed to jump out the helicopter and land on your feet. That's, Catch that's the helicopter who, shape, yeah. yeah. Like you're, that's who you are. Um, but just, you know, talking about uh, scrolling through and the journalistic integrity that, or the lack thereof yesterday. Yeah. With, yeah. You know, wanting to be first, um, wanting to um, report first with TMZ and all of that. Um, what's the responsibility there? Well, I think from a backstory standpoint, like maybe you were late to the game or whatever, but we were sitting at lunch preparing to head to a flight and we were with our friends who have a podcast um, and they are TMZ followers. I don't get TMZ alerts. Mm -hmm. So our friend um, who runs the podcast, Shams and Gossip, said Kobe Bryant died and we're like, no, I don't think that's right. Like ESPN hasn't said anything, CNN didn't say anything. Um, And she's like, no, TMZ said that he was killed in a plane crash. Or in a helicopter crash, excuse me. And, you know, there are five people who died. And we were like, wait, what? Like, that's not right. And then no one said anything for, like, 30 minutes. Right. So, and, I mean, nobody said anything at the table. But nobody confirmed, denied. There was no source that came for at least 30 or 40 minutes after TMZ gave the initial announcement that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter accident. So, we were all kind of, like, skeptical. Like, TMZ missed on this one. Like, that's not funny. When we kind of move forward. Yeah, and, and whenever something like that happens or something like that comes up, the first thing I do is I go to Twitter. And when I saw nothing trending, no, like, real words or anything, I, all I saw was, like, 
did y'all just see that? It was more like subtweets. I felt like it went back to the original Twitter like subtweets. It was like, so are we gonna ignore this this news that we're seeing? Are we gonna say it? And I'm like, I responded to this one guy that I normally interact with, and I was like, I think everyone's just hesitant to even speak that, you know. Um, but it was a long time before it was confirmed by any other sources. Which I think is important because that goes to your point of credibility and integrity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rumors circulating out there about like how people found out because TMZ released names and did things so soon that there's... I, and again, I can't, I can't speak if this is true or not, but it's my understanding that several of these families, maybe including Vanessa Bryan, found out through social media that this helicopter had gone down. So we we miss completely on the responsibility, the or- process and order of something tragic like this happening. And like, listen, you want to like be the first to share that like Justin Timberlake was doing some sketchy stuff when he wasn't supposed to or... Beyonce and Jay-Z got into a fight in an elevator like we're talking about life and death here and like at what point does being first cost too much right and to think about uh, somebody losing their loved one and hearing about it on social media so that you could be first and inaccurate I think that's what really bothered me is that it was inaccurate right first it was five people turns out there was nine people on the manifest you didn't allow these families and the LAPD who came out with a pretty vocal statement about TMZ, like, we don't do that. We don't release names until we've had a chance to understand what's going on, speak to all of the next th- next to kin. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I wonder at what cost do you need to be first? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you had all of his daughters in the plane at one point. You had Rick Fox in there at one point um and these were these were credible news stations that were these were like abcs and things like that like tweeting the stuff out with no type of like i'm sure you didn't you don't even have anyone on the ground you're just basically scanning through social media and like picking up and tweeting it out and you know the thing with social media is that we are all journalists in some aspect. Like yesterday, I said, I'm not tweeting anything, I'm not saying anything, I'm not believing anything until Woj. Adrian Wojnarowski, he is the basketball, like, God. He calls the, he, he calls the draft he, picks before he, they're announced. Before. And I, I was at the draft twice right. when he tweeted who the next draft pick was and Adam Silver was not on stage. Right. So, Woj. So, Woj. Um, and they always call them uh, Woj bombs, and I said I'm not I'm not gonna believe that until Woj says it because he is in the know. He's credible. Players and agents trust him. Absolutely. And when he tweeted it, I was like, "That's real." Yeah, it's real. Um, and at that point, I was like, "Wow," but. There had been so many people who had retweeted all these stories about Rick Fox and just imagine like Rick Fox's family. Right. And like people around him and things like that. And and you're hearing this 
from social media. Right. Um, and so I know that I'm, I'm very heavily involved in social media. I mean, it's my job. <laughs> but I am very careful in what I share. And as individuals, we have to be, I feel like we have to have some type of journalistic integrity as well when we share things. Because all it takes is one retweet, one like, one comment, one share to be everywhere. And it doesn't go away. As much as you delete it, and you know, somebody has already taken a screenshot, and it's gonna relive for it's gonna live on forever. I think there I can't remember who it is, but somebody has died like several times on Twitter. Yeah, who is that? I can't remember who it is. He's di- they've died several times on Twitter. They they're actually dead, but like they've passed away so many times because people are like rest in peace this person and they reshare the article from like 2015 right so um just as a i guess as a little bit of um i guess guidance be careful what you share yeah i think one of the things like it's like it's not the golden rule i don't know what it's called but like is it true is it kind is it necessary and i think we're in this moment in society where so quick to be trigger happy and finger happy and type what you want and don't care who it hurts and don't care who it impacts but like we should start we should go back to the olden days where it's like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all and I'm all for like saying it with your chest and being honest and owning your truth and all of that but like is it true is it kind and is it necessary right like mm-hmm. starting with is it true like who are who who am I I'll speak for myself solely who am I to be tweeting anything about anything that I'm not fully aware of? Right. Like, I know that, like, everybody makes fun of me because I tried to post my top nines on Instagram. I only had nine photos. I had nine. I added that one back to get to ten. But I only had nine. I probably, the last time I tweeted was probably 2016. She's a lurker. She's always on there. I'm a lurker, but I don't tweet anything because, like, I just... I don't know that I have enough to say or that I have enough truth behind what is being shared to just like throw it out there because like I just don't know who it's going to impact and I know there's a balance between it all but I think we're way out of balance when it comes to sharing all of the information on social media and any on any platform Twitter Instagram Facebook I don't know what else you kids are using Slack is that a work tool I don't know Slack is a work tool. okay I don't know what you guys be using but base base camp no, not Okay, well. I'm triggered. <laughs> I just think that there's a responsibility and we're in a we're in a place in society where it's like it's real rough that everyone's just tweeting nonsense and sharing nonsense and we're in this like false sense of reality and I, I like a good binge watch reality T V show with the next person. I don't, that's not true, but like I could see how you could maybe get caught up in it. I used to really like anything. I, I kind of like married at first sight for a little bit, but Biggest Loser. I loved Biggest Loser. That's she come. That's that's. Watch it. She eat pizza and watch it. It's shameful for you to tell everybody that. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary, Sheena? We're being transparent. Okay, but like I just think we're a little <laughs> bit out of balance. Like we're in a false sense of reality that like you can just say whatever you want and then like you'll film next week and everything will be fine and you'll be in South Africa on the trip and having fake arguments about bedrooms and on bravo but like this is real life we're talking about people's real life especially when we're talking about a life and death situation right like this is life and death and we casually threw people out there 
killed killed the whole family, brought the whole family back, killed the whole Rick Fox, brought him back. Like it's just it's not responsible. Right. Um, but yeah, we have a responsibility to either to push it forward or stop what's being shared. Um, so the next time you go to share something, maybe you ask yourself the question, is it true? Is it kind? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it necessary? I messed up. I messed up. It's, you didn't mess up. You just misspoke. Important? Necessary? I guess is those it are... true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? You're killing it. Killed it. So this is a really like somber podcast. Yeah. We're typically much more upbeat, but... As some as people who have lived and watched sports, like Kobe got drafted in nineteen ninety six. I was ten. Man. You know, and watching him win championships and watching him with Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, and watching him compete with Allen Iverson, who I just was obsessed with, and Iverson stepping over Tyron Lou and like the whole thing, you know, I just I think I'm just really heartbroken and I, I don't really have the capacity. We have a friend here visiting and our thing is to like hang out in the morning and watch shows and like we legitimately could not watch sports center this morning we had to just like have a casual talk like i put it on and jerry west was on the tv crying and i was like nope we got to talk about something else because like i just i'm mentally really spent over just how painful it is to think about like the grief that these families are are having and experiencing right now just really really praying for them that like they know that like god is near them and that he gives them peace in this moment yeah no that's good and I mean, I really don't have anything else to, to add after that. Um, but, you know, outside of just love on the people who are around you, um, mend any um, rifts that you have with people, any type of uh, arguments that you've had, it's, it's so much more than that. Uh, Kendrick Perkins actually apologized to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm after after on yesterday um after they had their little like back and forth and and actually it was kevin durant that i felt like needed to apologize facts big facts but yeah but you know a little trigger finger uh but um kendrick perkins was like brother like i love you man like you know forgive me if i if basically if i offended you whatever but just take this time and this 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 opportunity to really um Say say as as uh, your your mom and dad probably used to say say sorry <laughs> mm. <laughs> say you're sorry um, apologize man if if there's any anybody um, tell them you love them if you haven't told someone you love them and you love them um, but yeah I think um, I it's weird to say that like we'll come back next week and we'll be more upbeat knowing that like the depth of the grief for a lot of people is just just beginning um but we will be back next week and we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear about and talk about um we'll probably swing back to this because it's just so massive but mm-hmm. we're sorry for the sad tones and the tough conversation but felt like it was really important to talk about kobe and his daughter and those who lost their lives in that helicopter accident yesterday and the responsibility we all have in sharing information and loving one another in a way that's meaningful and real. So we'll be back next week. We've missed y'all. We love y'all. That's it. Mamba out. Mamba out.